welcome back to episode song Katravant Ka of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here I've got the stuff and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. Whew, that felt good. That was a good one. Let's get right into it with the workout of the day, starting off with Thunder from Imagine Dragons, Gang of Rhythm by Walk Off the Earth. Intergalactic by Beastie Boys, which is really weird because did you ever notice that once you hear a song once in a certain period of time, you start hearing it all over the place? This this happened to me. I was skiing and we were at the lodge and Intergalactic came on. And it's such a cool song. I mean, I'm not a huge Beastie Boys fan, but this is a good one. Uh, then... And then I hear it today, like it comes into my, it comes into my playlist. Like, that's so weird. Out of all the songs in my playlist, like why, why all of a sudden is it coming into, into play? Then Calm Down Everything is Fine by Mike Maines and the Branches. Come Together Now from Matt and Kim. Ballroom Floor by Oberhofer. Walk Away by Franz Ferdinand. That has a really cool beat to it. Gray or Blue by Jamie. Lucky One by the Google Dolls. Oh my god. Hopefully that stops, whatever that was. Stupid noise outside. Fiji Water by Owl City. Hello by Headley. The Least You Can Do by Phil Collins. Porno by Arcade Fire. You're Still a Mystery by Bleachers. 77 by The Big Bank. And ending it off with Chains by the Airborne Toxic Event. And that is the workout playlist. Oh my god, why? Every time I do this stuff, it's either cats or the next door neighbors or somebody outside honking, revving their engines, or working on tools. That interrupts this. (sighs) Anyways, we are now within a week of Christmas. I cannot believe this. I really can't. I swear to God, once Halloween comes, it's like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, it's the new year, and we're like, what happened to the last year? (sighs) Well, with a week left, I hope everybody's planning their holiday plans and hopefully getting together with family and friends, whoever they're doing it, and doing it safely. I will say it's very irritating that all these different places have different rules, different setups, and all these higher up people are so-called higher up people. I really don't think they're higher than anybody else. They just have a title that makes them appear that they're higher than everybody else, and they don't stand by what they say. So Newsom or... What's the guy in New York? Um, what is the guy? Oh, Cuomo. So all the Cuomos and all the Newsoms, like, F off. You don't do whatever the hell you're telling everybody else to do, and I don't know why you get a higher standard than everybody else. So seriously, F the F off. And uh, yeah, so I hope everybody else has a good time, and let's get into it. I got three more Christmas movies to push your way. And starting off with The Happiest Season. I guess this is on Hulu. I'm... uh, 
I get all confused by the streaming services because there's too many of them and they're all starting to come out with exclusive content. But the happiest season is about um, a young woman. Oh, wait, here's here's the description. A young woman with a plan to propose to her girlfriend while at her fami- family's annual holiday party discovers her partner hasn't yet come out to her conservative parents. I... Okay, the first... Let, let me look at some of my overall notes. And like I said, I've been watching these movies and I've had a ton of stuff coming and going. So some of, some of the movies are a little bit behind, so they might not be the clearest in my mind. I will say the first hour of this is absolute crap. Whoever is writing this screenplay, whoever is directing this does not know how a, co- a normal conversation goes. I swear to God, have these people gone out and have a normal conversation with people? Because if they have, and if even if it's anything like this movie, they are moronic, they are idiotic, and they are just clearly stupid and should not be a part of normal society. This was odd. I have no idea what the hell they were trying to do. And if they were trying for humor, they failed completely. Failed completely and I don't even know why you'd be going for humor with this type of topic especially with I know it's sensitive to a lot of to a lot of people whether you're straight whether you're gay whether you're bi whether whatever the hell you are I know nowadays it is extremely sensitive to certain people I'm not an overly sensitive guy so you know I don't care if you make jokes about me. I don't care if you make jokes about anybody else. As long as you're not promoting violence, say what the hell you got to say. But I don't think that they hit with anything within the first hour. Um, And there is a joke that keeps reoccurring is that she's like an orphan. The... The girlfriend is trying to explain to her parents like how she knows how she's connected to this girl and she keeps it keeps getting elaborative and uh, more detailed like she's an orphan uh she's an overseas orphan she is her parents have died you know like it keeps evolving and evolving and it's just like very uncomfortable and stupid it's like why would you start a conversation with like oh i'm sorry that you're an orphan or something like that or I heard that you're an orphan. Like, who the hell does that? I don't understand. I don't understand. But there obviously is something wrong with everybody in the film because the family, the sister, especially the sister, there is something wrong with these people. They don't know how to act uh, normal. I have no idea why Victor Garber is in this. Like, geez, man, you are so good. I've seen you on Broadway. And I've seen you in other movies. And you are so much better than this. What on earth are you doing here? You must have owed somebody a big favor here. Uh, unless, I don't know, maybe it's a personal choice. And maybe you have some hardships coming. I don't know, but get the hell out of here. I don't, you're way better than this. I saw that the, the, um, what's his name? What's his name? Um, Daniel Levy. I thought that he was the best character, the the gay friend. Um, In the beginning, he's unbearable. But then when 
it comes to the closure towards the end. He becomes a really nice, well put together character. Is it, It's almost like the first hour was written by somebody else and then the last 20 minutes were written by an actual common sense person. Because the last 20 minutes are actually pretty good and you actually start to feel emotions uh, for all the people and um, I, I just feel bad because the overall message gets completely boggled up because of that first hour. You know, they have the, the family wants to be a perfect family and obviously no one is perfect. Uh, nobody knows what perfect is and they have three daughters one who is clearly the favorite one who was the favorite and then made a couple choices and fell off that top tier and then they have the third daughter who is completely uh she seems out of her mind but she has a moment to where she says that she doesn't want to be ignored anymore and not seen and not pretty much promoted or loved by her parents like the other two sisters are and I thought that 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 those that moment where all that is cleared up is pretty good and then you come down to the final conclusion about the girl coming out to her parents and obviously she's afraid and the girlfriend has pretty much had enough with her not being her true self with everybody else around her. Uh, but then at the end, she is okay with it. And she changes her mind. And I don't know. I don't feel that like that was the correct ending. I don't like that they made it a completely fairy tale happy ending. Because the main character is not a good person. It, it, really, she is not a good person. And by the girlfriend changing her mind and pretty much, I guess, becoming engaged to be married, uh, gives her a free pass from all of her <sighs> bad decisions in life. And yes, they're hard decisions, but you know, if you make the bad, it, even though a decision is hard, if you make the bad one, it's still a bad decision. And there should be no uh, easy way out of that, I should say. Uh, besides that, um, like I said, you have a decent overall message, uh, but then it's covered up terribly by the bad dialogue, all the characters, uh, like I said, the, the, the gay guy, the friend, and the additional ex-girlfriend, from the main character's past. Those are the only two characters that actually feel like they're somewhat normal and have something decent to say. The rest of it is just crap. Stay away from this movie. You cannot have a movie be two-thirds good or 75% good and then just have... Uh, or 75% not good and then only 25% good because that's, all, that's very unbalanced. And that just shows you that they had some type of direction that they were going into. But they did not know how to execute it. 
So stay away from this one. That's the happiest year, the happiest season on Hulu. Just skip it. I know everybody's going to go see it because it's like, or watch it because they're stuck inside with COVID, with the whole COVID uh, debacle going on. Some of these, some of these streaming services with their, when they come out with their own content, they totally blast you with advertisements about their own stuff. And this is one where just avoid it. I know um, everybody's going to go see it because of the content and the story and because it's a huge topic nowadays, but avoid it. This is not a good one. There's so many other Christmas movies that are better. Now let's get into the next one, and um, I'll talk about both of them because it's two movies. It is two movies. The Santa Chronicles, or The Christmas Chronicles, that's what it is. The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2, not really sure. Uh, Let's see what the movies are. Yeah, I guess that's all that they're called. The Christmas Chronicles 1 and The Christmas Chronicles 2. I know that there's, like, subtitles, and that's what's confusing me. But this was a movie. See, I'm trying to see movies that aren't my typical go-tos for the holidays. And this is the perfect time to, because you're stuck inside, and you have all this extra time to do things. And these two movies were pretty fun. I mean, the beginning of the first one is just awful i mean you got to get through like 20 minutes of it but once kurt russell comes into it as santa it's it's pretty fun and it's it's just one of those good feeling movies i don't think they're taking themselves too seriously and you could tell kurt russell is just having a blast i remember kurt russell being in a bunch of movies back in the day and I don't know if he's trying to make a reoccurrence or he's just trying to have fun with his acting career um while he's getting older but he makes Santa look like a badass I mean he's just so cool he has these breakout musical numbers I mean it just is a fun ride I would say the cool thing about the the it being sequels is that they got the same people to be in it so the the boy the girl kurt russell and then you have goldie hawn being in there uh being mrs claus uh it's they made like a nice world a lot of times for christmas movies or holiday movies or movies that have like folklore to them or have like tales to them and they have to try to make it a like in a different way to make it unique to their own and this one actually does it really well how they perceive santa how his sleigh is how the reindeer go how the how the bag with all the presents work how he goes into all the chimneys how he time travels to get all the presents to everybody the north pole all of that is kind of fleshed out. And then you even get more of it fleshed out in the second one. Which I would say the first one probably is a much better movie. Even with the setup. Because it's your first time seeing the whole, like everybody put together. The second one it's just like, oh, Kurt Russell's back. And he's playing Santa again. And then they're just going to have like... 
another fun night. But in the second one, they actually go further into detailing things, you know, and they let you they let you in on like the elves and how the workshop works this time around. Uh, I would say the downfall to this one is the addition to the extra kid. And it's kind of weird because all of a sudden you have the girl from the father of the bride. She's like the mother of the the mother of the two kids. All of a sudden she's with Tyrese in this sequel. So you have an extra kid being thrown in from from No. What? You came back. What the fuck is that mean? I'm on. <laughs> I thought I had the place to myself, but not any longer. You didn't go out for as long as I thought you were going to go. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, someone's back, so I gotta jump off. But go check out the Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. Kurt Russell is worth the watch. He is a lot of fun in Santa. Hey, you're loud over there. And that guy out there is loud. Getting interrupted all day long. But uh, if you want to watch a holiday movie, The Christmas Chronicles with noises in the background (laughs) would be a good choice. And oh, I got a cookies and cream bar. Now with more cookies, king size. Thank you for the cookie bar. And, uh, now I- Oh, good! Now I can watch this while I watch the next Christmas movie. Or holiday movie, as a lot of people now say. And this has been episode song- Contravant- Ka- Olay- V-O-T-P. With now faucet water (laughs) going in the background.